Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with best-selling author and trusted authority, Steve Anderson. He is the author of the best-selling book, The Bezos Letters, where he deconstructs Jeff Bezos' 21 letters to Amazon share owners through his unique lens of risk. He provides listeners with a guide on the key takeaways and principles that Bezos leveraged in turning an online bookstore into a trillion-dollar company in just over two decades. The four cycles, test, build, accelerate, and scale, along with the 14 principles, can help any business grow like Amazon. Enjoy this interview. How are you today? I don't know where you're calling from. So. <laughs> I, I'm in Kansas City. Yeah, so oh, that's right. I did see that um, on your uh, some of your material. Yes, sir. Where are you located? Uh, outside Nashville. Okay, excellent. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking time out today. My pleasure. Thanks for and- having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. And and before we get into your life as a writer and this very interesting timeline you've lived, I want to know, <laughs> for the last three and a half years, we've been through quite a timeline living through a pandemic. Yep. How did you get through it and how did it change you? Um, well, how did I get through it? Uh, I, I've worked remotely my entire career. So um, I, I think the biggest thing that for me that changed was traveling. So I do a lot of speaking, presentations, consulting, some of that kind of stuff. So obviously that uh, slowed down and stopped significantly. Uh, So that was a bit of a, um, took a bit of time to kind of figure that out. Um, And then kind of coming out of that, re-engaging that um, the audience, the the events, the, those kinds of things. Um, I think also it was kind of uh, weird to say, you know, silver lining on something that was terrible, but kind of gave me a break, um, gave me more time to not be kind of rushing, hustling, that kind of stuff, and just start thinking more deeply about things. So, yeah, a couple things on there. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living And I want to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. One of the kids looks up, it's career day, and they say, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Well, you know, I've got seven grandkids, so I'm getting a little more used to being able or needing to do some of that. So um, I have been in the insurance industry my entire career. I work with independent insurance agents across the nation, Um and I help them when they're deciding what kinds of new computer and technology tools they want to use in their organization, either for helping their clients and or helping improve the uh, speed or efficiency of what they do in terms of the work internally. So and I might then, have to write that out and edit that a little more for a third grader, but that was now, kind of where I would start. I think third grader is a little bit more savvy than we think. I think their oh, brains I are... totally agree with that. They certainly understand screen time. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about how this happened. Take me back to where you were born and raised. What were the seeds that were planted into you to grow into who you are? Um, gosh, born and raised, born in Corpus Christi, Texas. My dad worked for actually a computer company. Uh, his, uh, first job was there. We moved multiple places over the years as his job changed, kind of what used to happen. I'm not sure that happens as much anymore. Uh, and, 
I ended up being really curious about a lot of things. So that expression was I read a lot. Um, I enjoyed computers from a very early age, you know, some effect from my dad. Um, but I, you know, kind of my, one of my early college classes was taking a computer programming language called COBOL. And we actually used punch cards to write that language. Now, I, you know, again, third graders are not going to know what a punch card is. No, no. But, uh, you know, and I've just always been intrigued by those kinds of tools and frankly, how they can help, you know, people and businesses along the way. So stumbled into the insurance industry when my father-in-law had a stroke uh, when he was 53. Uh, I um, decided to go in and or it was decided, we decided to go in and help him out as he was recovering and ended up staying in the industry, really liked it a lot and kind of then morphed from selling insurance to the technology consulting support aspect of that. And I've been doing that for 25 years now. Uh, and then kind of all that experience um, it ended up coming out as a book um, that I wrote. So again, another part of that story, but uh, yeah, I've been around the industry a long time now. It's fascinating to think about how these uh, visionaries and their letters are so revelatory. And with the Bezos letters, talk to me a little bit about how did this project start and how did it actually come to fruition? What was the timeline? So it started actually because of my work uh, with technology in the insurance industry. There's a industry group and uh, I was co-chair of a work group. And our goal was to help insurance agents understand emerging technology, you know, new stuff coming. What do they need to know? How is it going to affect them and their business? How is it going to affect their clients? And as I was working on that project, I, I came to the realization that the biggest risk insurance agents face is actually not taking enough risk. And again, insurance industry, right? We, we do everything to get rid of risk. We transfer it. We, you know, mitigate it, you know, all those kinds of things. And that's a counterintuitive thought. What do you mean I have to take more risk? But the idea with technology is it's developing so rapidly. You can't, you can't take the time we used to kind of sit back and see what's going to happen. It's, it's happening too fast. So I started studying companies that had once been very successful and are no longer here and companies that have been successful and continue to be successful. And I started looking at what are the differences. And that's where I came across the letters to shareholders that Jeff Bezos wrote, founder, CEO, longtime CEO at Amazon, and ended up reading them as a narrative. Like first letter was 1997. The book goes through the 2018 letter. And what I realized is there were threads going through those letters of what he did, how he thought that I realized could help insurance agents as the small niche. And I realized as I started working on the writing, actually the book, more businesses um, and business nonprofits and all kinds of different organizations could look at the principles that, that I drew out of those letters. So it started as a lead gen PDF, one page summary, what I called executive summary of each of the letters at the time. 
And I was going to give that away. Give me your email address. Here's some interesting stuff that you may find helpful in your business. Well, I say, fortunately, now my wife is in the book publishing business. And so I showed it to her. She sent it to uh, the founder of the publishing company she worked for. They both immediately came back and said this was a book. And then, frankly, I said at that point, oh, shit, (laughs) I don't know how to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, that started the journey, probably at least 18 months of kind of concept. People love the idea of digging into the shareholder letters and coming and principles kind of came out of that. And so it um, it was published, you know, the full title, The Bezos Letters, 14 Principles to Grow Your Business Like Amazon. So has he been privy to this? How have you been in contact? I don't know. So <laughs> again, you know, there, there are a number of really good books about Amazon, their history and how they grew. Who And people did interviews with current or former employees. I decided to take an outsider's view, not an insider's view, yeah. and literally take the view from the letters that were published. Um, and, and again, you know, shareholder letters typically are boring. Most CEOs don't know how to write or they get ghostwriters that are, you know, more, you know, about the sales and, you know, everything they've did. And Bezos certainly did some of that, but he's a writer and, and he, he's a teacher. And so he talked a lot about how they did it, not just what they did. And that's what really intrigued me. And, Obviously, the book, well, I say obviously, the book has had some success, so it must intrigue other people also. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Who's been a big inspiration? I would say there are a couple of mentors kind of within the insurance industry um, that really in, in the 90s kind of took me under their wing and kind of taught me, gave me some space to experiment and test out some new ideas and new things. And that's really what... Uh, enabled me to launch a consulting business 25 years ago to really do the same thing. So, uh, you know, nobody knows them except me. So, and, and I would say, you know, when we look at kind of, I don't know if I say big business people, um, having studied Bezos, I would ask, probably say he's affected me more kind of in that arena uh, in terms of his thinking and how he goes about building, growing a, a business. So if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, someone you admire, someone that's inspirational, who would it be? I, I, it would be Bezos. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and maybe close there would be Andy Jassy, who's the current CEO there. But I feel like um, I, I would just love to ask him some questions. You know, again, I mean, my first one would be literally, what were you thinking when you wrote these letters? And and I'm convinced he wrote the letters. Now, I'm sure he had editors, right, and all that kind of stuff. But but the voice throughout the letters is the same. And I would say the only exception is the 2019 letter, which was kind of what I call the pandemic letter. And I feel like that letter was more ghostwritten than maybe he actually sat down and write it. But right now, that would be, to me, the most fascinating person to talk to. 
So obviously, when we talk about someone like Jeff Bezos, they have an incredible amount of motivation to propel them. You clearly do as well. What has been that motivation consistently? Every day gets you out of bed, gets you to want to accomplish what you want to get done. How? What is that? I um, love, I'm, I'm trying to think how I want to explain this. I love seeing, and I'm, I'm thinking of an audience now, a workshop or, you know, keynote presentation, seeing their eyes change when they get a concept I'm trying to talk about. So I like to influence people, I hope, in a positive way to have them look at the world a bit differently than they had in the past and use that information to actually make changes and progress in whatever arena they might be in, be that business or personal. Etc. But I, I, um, I like making a difference. So let's ramp that up a little bit here. What's been the best feedback, best fan letter, best client response you've ever gotten that always puts a smile on your face? Um, it's the, um, I, I'm just thinking of one I, I saw a couple. And again, this right now is kind of more book, re- it's book related. And I've got two different ones because I feel like I've got like, you know, two different brains, right? That I do. One's kind of book stuff. The other's the insurance stuff. Um, the, the insurance, I'll start with the insurance stuff. Insurance stuff is when somebody comes up to me, uh, and it happens a lot, fortunately, and says, I saw you speak and you talked about this concept and it changed my work. You know, it, and, and some of it might be just like two monitors. I mean, at the time I started talking about that, nobody thought about having two monitors. Now it's everybody thinks about it, but those kinds of things, you know, are, are really nice for the book side. I, you know, literally, I think last week or week before a random LinkedIn post about the book and key takeaways, um, on again, the concepts in the book that resonated with them that they are taking and, and actually using. Um, so I, similar kinds of things, two different expressions of that, but, but I, and I, as I said, I'm going to repeat myself probably is I like making a difference in people's lives and getting them to think differently. That helps them do something. Speaking of thinking differently, there's a lot of ideas that are sprinkled in us when when we're young that are very seminal. What's been the best advice you've ever gotten in your life? Um, I'm going to go back to those two mentors I talked about. Um, um, it's, It's advice or freedom. I'm not sure quite how to put that, but it was the idea of go out and experiment. Test things, see how they work. And, and that's been my, um, I, it's not a goal per se. It's, it's how I operate. I will test a lot of things. Um, and, and uh, that's kind of from the book. My very first principle is encourage successful failure, which is this idea in a business that uh, you've got to test things and you've got to experiment. And if you're going to experiment, you're going to fail. And you've got to be okay with that if you're going to move forward. And so the best advice for me is try things out and see. And, and so as I'm talking, here's the other one. And I know exactly where it came from. 
the 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 phrase that continues to resonate with me is get comfortable being uncomfortable um meaning expand your horizons don't just stay in what you know but try something new um and, and my very right now current expression of that is i took piano lessons as a kid never f- stopped didn't like it and i've always had i'm literally for 50 years now had in my head i really like i like piano i'd love to learn how to piano so i'm taking piano lessons right now right and you can tell i'm probably on the older side of uh, most people it's like <laughs> why bother well why not um so good for you man yeah that's great so let me ask you this if you have a dream tonight you run into the 20 year old version of yourself you can give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained so far. What advice would you give your younger self? Um, I, I, I have to go back and I'm thinking of, of multiple different ways to express this, but I think I would go back, learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause I think in my earlier years, I, I hesitated to do something new because I, I either didn't feel like knew how to do it. I didn't want to fail at it. I didn't want to look bad, right? Some of those kinds of things. So, um, and I feel like had I learned that earlier, um, I don't know if it would, it absolutely would make a difference. Um, and, some of the rough spots I've been over over the number of years now um, may have been easier uh, and and not as hard had I been more willing um, to make changes and and step into that. So evidenced by your backdrop there, you've been very accomplished. Lots of great things have happened in your life. But of everything that's happened for you, what are you the proudest of? <laughs> Um, I think, I think, I think it's the book. Um, I never anticipated the success. So it's been translated in 19 languages. It was on Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestseller list. Um, I'm doing on Monday, uh, a podcast in Japan. Wow. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, and, you know, we're giving them the links to the Amazon Japan site for the, I mean, but those, that's, um, I'm pretty proud of that. And it's, it's, um, unexpected. I, writing the book, I, I as I, you might surmise, I, I had a bit of a sweetheart deal for a publisher. So had a great publisher. Um, they're thrilled. Um, with the book and what's happened with it. Um, and you know, that, that puts a smile on my face. That just makes me happy. So you clearly, especially just at this point, trying to learn the piano, you obviously have a, a, a great thirst for life and curiosity. If you could see any event that happened in human history with your own eyes, where would you go? What would you love to have seen happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I, I, so 
probably completely different. Um, I'm a fairly religious person, so I'd probably like to go back to when Jesus was walking the earth. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the business stuff is great. Uh, and I could probably pick out some of those too, but honestly, that would be, I'm not sure I'd want to live back then. Right. Right. <laughs> but I'd like to kind of be there and hear and you know, listen. And, uh, yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. That would be fascinating to, to, to witness for sure. So Steve, everyone out there, you all, you have all these different bubbles that exist in your world, you know, as an author and as a businessman, a family man, friends, but ultimately you drive the show. What is your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I'm, so, I'm someone who's really curious about a lot of different things. And um, I like helping other people understand stuff. I, I love I, it. I, that's, I would say, at my core, um, I like making a difference. Um, yeah. and, and, and I would say part of that curiosity is always focused on how can I improve things in my world, whatever that might look like? Excellent. So, Steve, if anyone wants to pick up the the best-selling book, learn more about you, anything about your world, where is the best place to go? All right. So there's the cover, just so you can re- recognize that. Uh, it's certainly on Amazon. Um, <laughs> it should and, be. And <laughs> um, probably, so the book site is thebezosletters.com. Uh, and there's some additional information there, a little workbook to help you go through. One of the things we did with each chapter in the book is there's some questions at the end of the chapter. Because, again, I want to focus on change, not just, oh, that's nice. Um, social media, uh, LinkedIn is my primary platform. And uh, probably you can find me either Steve Anderson or Steve Anderson Insurance. Uh, and and uh, there's some book information there, too. So that'd be the best place. Steve, talking to cats like you always makes me feel better about who's walking around on this planet. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your integrity. Thanks for taking a minute out today. Joe, thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>